When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to a special edition of the CHO Bears podcast. Number two today on a busy day in Chicago, in Lake Forest, at Hallis Hall. We got Nicholas Moriano inside the building. We'll bring him in here shortly to talk about what just happened at Hallis Hall with press conferences that included Kevin Warren, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus. My name's Adam Hogue. Mark Carmen's next to me. Greg Breggs Jr. over there with the backwards hat, just chilling. Let me ask you something, uh, if I if I may, Hogue, because you were, uh, I don't mean to jump ahead here, but I just got to get there. You, of course, were here before Greg and, and me were here. And when, uh, you know, you were thinking about additions to the show, did you call up like everybody that you could ever think of that could possibly want to be on the show? Like, did you, you know, maybe reach out to, I don't know, the, the, the big time players, the Dave Wanstead's of the world? Like, would you want to sit in this seat? Did you make all those calls? Did you, you know, was right, right to Carm. What does this have to do with anything? I j- it, has, it has everything to do with the fact that they didn't make any calls okay. outside of, of, of... Now, let me follow up with an important question. Do you believe that? Because there's no world in which Ryan Poles is going to sit there right next to Matty Rufloos and say, Yeah, I just got off the phone with Jim. He didn't want the job, so you think- here's Matt. Mm, I do believe him. Maybe I'm okay. an idiot. Maybe I'm an idiot. Did I, you believe him? I, I'm Look, that's the one question in the entire 90 minute worth of press minutes worth of pressers there that had to be absolutely had to be asked. And no matter what answer they gave short of, yeah, we did actually call a bunch of people um, was had to be taken with a grain of salt. They have a coach under contract. They're, they're not going to sit there and publicly be like, yep. Yeah, yeah we uh, we spent yesterday. We talked to Jim. Um, you know, in fact, I just talked to Pete Carroll who, you know, lost his job. Uh, oh, Nick Saban just retired too. We're going to, we called him like, like they, they can't uh, okay. do that. Okay. They probably, they probably legally can't do that. It's probably a breach of contract. Well, and even if, so even if they did want to reach out to Harbaugh, I, they, you, they, you could back channel that weeks ago. Like you're hearing the Raiders and the Chargers are interested. I think they've known they were going to bring Matt Eberflus back for weeks now. And you've you've alluded to this in the verbiage coming out and and Matty Refluse's, uh demeanor in these press conferences here lately. 
I think they've known for weeks they were bringing Matt Eberflus back once the defense had turned the corner. And these last three days were about the process and, you know, doing the exit interviews. And then today is the day they make the announcements. I, I do believe polls when he says that, because I think any type of back channel conversations at that level probably would have been Kevin Warren working his connections or something like that. Maybe not without telling polls, but I just think that that's probably where those... Honestly, at this point, though, like, it doesn't matter. Like, whether they talk to others or not, like, Floos is... They clearly believe in Floos. I mean, I'll, I'm going to follow your, your your lead on this, but I... And I probably am... Maybe I'm just an idiot that in, in believing them that at face value that I, I don't... I don't think they called. I don't... I don't think... I think they are in love with what is going on in that building. I think that they that they look around and, and the way Poles has talked about Flus is genuine in his appreciation of this dude. And I I, I literally think that they, they – the way I digested that press conference was they really believe that they have close to all the pieces in place, a couple more additions, and really with the next OC that apparently everybody in the NFL – yeah. Wants to come here, even under these circumstances where you do have the CEO and president saying that we better take a huge jump in year three, that there's going to be a long line of people that want to come in here and coach, coach Justin Fields seemingly next year. Well, look, it's all about continuity. They're, they're going down the road of continuity. They believe in continuity. They're just firing half their staff. <laughs> okay. All right. Just want to make sure I got that right. It's all about continuity. Except on the offensive side of the ball, where we're going to change everything, and probably including the quarterback. All right, let's go through this. I got a ton of notes I want to get through. Might as well kind of go through them in order. Um, but the one thing I couldn't help but chuckle at a little bit, too, of course, one of the biggest reasons why Floos is back, Ryan Poles crediting the coaching staff for how they got through adversity. Thank you for at least not saying the words four-game losing streak like was mentioned in that press conference three years ago (laughs) when the reason for them bringing back Matt Nagy was how they handled the six-game losing streak that they went through that season. (laughs) Was was this the part about the storm and not jumping off the ship or something like that? Um, I think so. that, That was my favorite part. And I was like, oh, you mean the ship that he drove into the storm? Right. Cool. Great. This is awesome. That's when I walked out of the room because I was like, I've heard enough of this. Right. That's actually a really good analogy. Did a great job of getting out of the hurricane, but let's not talk about who drove into the hurricane to begin with. Right. We got out of the storm that we created that we hired these You don't create a storm you drive into. They created their own storm. Now, if no, you want but to, you are you still charged with avoiding the storm. Now, if you want to set your house on fire and then put it out, that's a better yeah. analogy. You drive into a storm and that happen, yeah. storms happen. All right, um, as far as the quarterback goes, Ryan Poles saying Justin got better. However, they are in information gathering mode, and they are going to look at all options. So, Not surprisingly, that's the, I mean, that's the answer. That's, now, in this case, I think that's the answer you have to give, and also the truth. Although I might quibble with how much he actually got better this season. Right. I, when I'm listening to him talk about the quarterback, I'm believing him again there too. I think he really likes the quarterback. And when he's asked about what it would take to trade for the number one pick, I can't really answer that. But if it feels like it's going to take – and maybe he's, uh, there, is, there, is he playing poker there? I think he is at least somewhat. But I also think he, I think he really 
does believe in Justin. Yeah, I don't. I didn't get that sense. You didn't get that sense. I, in fact, one of my biggest takeaways from that press conference is they're drafting Caleb Williams. I mean, this is it, amazing. Well, this is with, with one if, one with one if, and it was a very important part where he was talking about. Uh, let me see if I can find this. Um, he was talking about evaluating quarterbacks, and you have to evaluate the human being and how important that part of it is. So I think you're right in how much he loves Justin Fields, the human being. The guy in the locker room, the guy that they know that they can believe in from that standpoint. But if he was sold on Justin Fields, Carm, there would have been a contract extension announced today. There wouldn't be any talk about drafting a quarterback. They're not sold on Justin Fields, the quarterback. And they're going to look at all these quarterbacks. And the biggest thing when it comes down to it with Caleb Williams, that guy on your screen right there, great addition to the show. Yeah, I thought we should have that. Yeah, oh, we boy. definitely need I'm it. I'm sure the chat's going to love that. Um, cool. Is, can <laughs> Caleb Williams pass the human being portion of the evaluation? Because as Ryan Pohl said himself today, he trusts his staff to find talent. He believes in their ability to – evaluate the quarterback talent that Caleb Williams has, but it's going to be all about, or any, any of these quarterbacks, but it's going to be all about making sure the human being aspect of that is checks all those boxes. And that's the hardest thing here to evaluate, but that's the part they know about Justin Fields. So when you say Carm, he loves Justin Fields. I think it's that part that they know they love. I don't think they love the way that he throws the ball and the timing and the rhythm and all that because it's just not good enough. Otherwise, Luke Getze would not have been fired today. There wouldn't be any talk about drafting a quarterback. There would have been a commitment to Justin Fields today. Well, that's what's funny about it. You know, obviously, I'm always gauging what Bears fans are saying on social media and everywhere, you know, fans I talk to. And when, you know, this press conference happens, it is selective hearing. It is hearing what you want to hear. And you're trying to confirm your own biases. So some people can hear these quotes. And I'm going to go back through it later. What did you hear? I want to know what you heard. Well, if you're delving into my confirmation he bias. You heard, La- La- uh, heard Herb Lawrence. Herb uh, Howard's question. Yeah, Herb. Herb asked a lot of questions today. Herb was in there. Courtney Cronin was in there. Um, so the one thing I'll say is. So digging into the – you're asking me what I heard? Yeah, I want to well, know. Well, then this heard. digs into where I agree with Hogue. Like, what I heard is they're going to eventually draft Caleb Williams because that's what I believe <laughs> is going to happen. But I can at least – That's igno- not why I heard that, by the way. But Right. So, But I at least am trying to be fair to it and say, okay, am I hearing that because that's what I want to hear? Because, like, when I see people having these – these hardline reactions one way or another. Oh, I mean, it's all over Twitter. They're keeping Justin. Did you hear all those votes of confidence? That's how some people heard it. And because, but a lot of those people, it's because that's what they want to hear. That's why I find it's interesting with you because I know where you stand with it. So you're hearing it the other way. So like to me, it is very selective hearing when it comes to trying to pick through, you know, and decipher what, Poles and Eberflus's uh, intentions are going to be well. Judging by the way the show has started and the way I took that press conference, I pr- maybe I just don't speak polls. I don't know if I speak <laughs> polls yet. I think I speak flus better than I speak polls. That's I think scary. I, I think I sp- I think I just speak Warren better than I speak polls. Has got me all over the place because to me, that's why he fleeced the Panthers. I, <laughs> so I, he fleeced so me. So too. The, Wait, the, hold on. Just let me get one thought out before I forget it because I forget things too easily. 
the, <laughs> look, the one thing that was interesting to me, they, they, Ryan Poles, they, they did a player, the players were voted on the strength staff. They, they had this, they put out a, probably an anonymous form to everybody, right? What do you think of this? What do you think about this? What do you think of this? It seems to me, everybody just torched the offensive coaching staff. We're like, well, damn right. Get rid of all of them. Like that. Well, that, we basically heard that from DJ Moore, right? We, on and, Sunday, and we heard it all along. Yeah, we heard it. We we've heard it from Mooney. We heard it from DJ Moore, and he, we heard it from Justin Fields. We heard it from Justin Fields. So it's like they love what's going on there. These were the. This is how the players voted. All right, fine. Tyke Tolbert, you're out. Luke Getzey, you're gone, and you know we're, we're getting rid of you too, Andrew Janoko. Later. Oh, you guys like the offensive line coach? Okay, we're keeping him. So that's kind of. It seems to me like the players had a lot of input on what so happened. So to today. pick through the words, right? Ryan Poles' quote, first qu- the first quote he had about asked about the quarterback. I think Justin can lead this team, but at the same time, this is a unique situation. Jenny, I love you, and I think that you're a great mother and wife. But anything I say after that, she's packing her bags and walking out the door. Well, but so he's you al- can, I can play this game. It's psychology but he, 101. But he's also playing the I'm going to get as much as I possibly can get for the number one overall pick game. Right. You so can't, what game is You're not going to come up there and go, you know, Justin's not good enough. You know, he, he really fell short. He didn't meet expectations. And, you know, we thought we'd see more improvement. They're, if they're theoretically trying to trade him in that situation, you're not going to – you know what I mean? You're not going to – downplay him he's still on your team you don't know if you like Caleb Caleb could you know get in trouble with the law in the offseason that could change your perspective there's still a long evaluation to go and then came up in the press conference about how things change during poll said that things can change look at Jalen Carter at the combine I'm not saying that that would ever happen to anybody coming out but that's an example of Jalen Carter was going top three and then all of a sudden three minutes before they stepped to the podium at the combine it comes out that he got in trouble and there was a serious Serious, you know, serious something serious happened, you know, with two guys straight They'll, racing and somebody losing their life. So you you don't know going through this process. And that accident didn't even happen until mid January. Another aspect of this that got brought up by Andrew Dennehy on Twitter is um This is Bragg show, we're just on it. No. Well I think this is a this I think this is a good aspect. Who's and, Andrew uh, who's Andrew Dennehy? Should well, I know who that is? You you would if you were on Bears Twitter, but you're not. So um <laughs> he worked for the De Bears blog for a long time. Okay. So I, he, I'm sure I uh, sorry, Andrew. I love you, buddy. Okay. So Great job. um yeah. Um so he pointed Dennehy. out he pointed out that um Lincoln Riley has the same agent. As Ryan Poles yeah. and Matt Eberflus and Trace Armstrong. Because Trace Armstrong represents ah, everyone. Let's bring Lincoln Riley as the OC then. Come on, bring him along uh, and his terrible No, here. that's not the point. It's uh, about well, now I the evaluation of... Were, yeah. It's about the evaluation of Caleb Williams. And if they all share the same agent, they know enough about Caleb Williams at this point. They're going to do more digging, obviously, but... The head coach shares the same agent, so they they know information about Caleb already. Not that they wouldn't. Well, it does make fashion. me feel better that they'll get a more honest evaluation, um, because that's a tricky thing in the draft process. Because no coach wants to be caught being brutally honest about a player that has faults. Yeah, you don't need to give me that look. Because well, look, that look when I dropped that little nugget. Don't get all don't go get rattled by my looks. Because if Hogue said that nugget, you'd be lapping it up. No, now we're going. Now we're going this. Get game. over there. 
Just book Dana Hay for the show. <laughs> All right. Uh, Floos, meanwhile, Matt Eberflus said they're playing the long game with roster building. Um, he pointed to this amazing 5-3 and three finish um, that they were plus 12 in turnover margin yep. during that 5-3 and three finish, uh, which was second in the NFL. Um, that was a, now a correlation, honestly, of fields turning it over less and the defense taking the ball away more once Montez Sweat and, uh, you know, came to the team. So, um, you know, I don't know how much that's on coaching, but eh, some of it. And then on ter- in terms of firing Luke Getze, Matty Raflu said growth and improvement wasn't where it needed to be. He called both the DC and OC positions highly coveted positions. Our phones have been blowing up. <laughs> that was probably my, that was probably my favorite line of the entire press conference. I mean, I haven't called yet, but I've been mean, blowing up by who? Who's calling? Nick Saban. Nick. You think Nick? That's his men, one of his mentors. You think? Nick, why do you think Nick Saban's retiring Alabama? He's going to come once Phil Snow becomes the DC. He's going to take Phil Snow's job with the Bears and be the senior advisor. Okay, so do you? you Please, nobody take that seriously. Yeah, I, do we believe? Let me ask this question: Do we believe them when? They say that their phones are blowing up. That elite talent around the NFL wants you, to come. You've and believed everything so far, but that's I understand. One, that's the bridge I, too far for that you. One, that, <laughs> one, that, that, that was the bridge too far. Your phone, but I, I didn't. I, but like that's that's floose. I can speak floose. I didn't believe that. Do you believe that? I do. I think that there's, they have the number one pick. They have an outstanding salary cap. Uh, yes, the Bears are, you, you know, people wanted Floose out or not. There, this is like the people that, like, there's a nuanced conversation to have about Floose, just like there's a nuanced conversation to have about Fields. It doesn't have to be black or white. The reality is they did make progress this year. You don't have to like the fact that he's coming back, but you can't deny the progress they made. You can't deny the position they're in. They did have a solid second half of the season. They have the number one draft pick. They have the number nine draft pick. They have all the salary cap space in the world. They're in a very good spot. So our panic position, I don't want to say we were panicking earlier, but we, we weren't as optimistic in our first show today. So we're, we're feeling a little more optimism in the in the. Well, in, I in said the part that in the That's first. not true. That's not the same conversation we were having. Well, I did mention they made progress, and you were like, raise the standard. And I said, it's, you got to play the teams on your schedule. You said they beat bad teams. Right, but the, both can be true at the same time. I agree. They did make progress. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> and and the bar should be raised higher than accepting losing to the Packers. That doesn't mean twice. You, that doesn't mean you have to fire everybody. There's a defense for keeping Fluce. I said this back in, in 2020, in 2021, in January 2021, after that disastrous press conference, which today was not that. I told you guys that earlier today. Way better be than that. Way I, better. I told you it would not be as bad because Ted Phillips wasn't in today's press conference. Um, but... There was actually a def- there was a defense that year for bringing Nagy and Pace back. You don't have to like the defense, but it was there. The problem was neither George McCaskey nor Ted Phillips did a good job of making that defense in their press conference. In fact, they listed off way more reasons why they should have fired them. That's why it was so damn funny. That that's why it made no sense. So at least today, I do think that. Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren, when they talked, listed off the 
correct reasons why they're keeping as much continuity in place. Now, I think they're overblowing the continuity a little bit since they did fire almost everyone on the offensive snap. And I do have, might as well get into that right now. If there's one exception I do have to some of this is I do not like the fact, I like Chris Morgan as a coach. I think he deserves to come back. Obviously, Jim Dre's done a decent job with those tight ends and Cole Komet. I do not like telling offensive coordinator candidates when they come in, you absolutely have to keep this offensive line coach. Because you might be, I don't know who, who, who um, let's just say it's Cliff Kingsbury just for the hell of it. You know, Cliff Kingsbury might, or it, I guess you know, I don't even have to attach a name to it. Whoever it is might run a completely different system right, right. with different offensive line techniques and might not think that Chris Morgan's he might not know Chris Morgan, never work with Chris Morgan. I, th- this is too much of Phil Emery, um, or I'm sorry, them hiring Phil Emery and saying you can't fire Lovey Smith. Well, you know, I do not like that. I'm not saying those guys don't deserve to keep their jobs. I think they actually do. But I, same thing with the de- which defensive coordinator are you going to hire right now from outside? That's just going to be like, yeah, this entire staff I have no control over. I'm good with that. I mean, I got to think this DC job's filled from within. I, I Yeah, I would tend to agree with that, too, and let Matt Eberflus continue to call the plays, which he said he's not sure if he's going to or not. I don't really like that either. Why wouldn't you? You did a great job with that. It's like the one thing we can all agree on he did a good job with, with like one exception in Cleveland. Everything is open except... Although Jaquan Brisker disagreed with it this week. Yeah. He yeah. didn't like how much off coverage it played. Everything's open with the exception of Chris okay. Morgan being the offensive line coach and a couple other coaches. But look... They did at least say a ton of times today that they're looking for adaptability. Somebody who is going to make the best of the players in the building, not someone who has a system that they are committed to, that this is what they run, and they're going to make the players fit around the system. That has been a problem for a long time here. Well, and to that point, circling back to this, you know, big offensive coordinator decision, you know, Adam, when they said, when he said, and he I know Ryan Poles was asked again by Courtney if he misspoke on the four quarterbacks, and he said that he didn't mean to say that. But just overall, the point was, you know, when you when you interview these coordinators, how hard is it going to be to decide when you, you know, ultimately it's based off of which QB you're going to get? And they were like, well, I love the, you know, idea of hiring a coach that can adapt to any of them. Is that the right move or are you should you be trying to find a coordinator that does fit the quarterback I, I, that you're going to again this falls under the category of i urge everybody to not you can't take everything they say literally it, it, like it, it, no doubt that 90 percent of the conversation with these court these oc candidates are going to be about what the hell the vision is at quarterback and so yes i mean maybe they're Maybe they, they, they're leaning one way, and they probably, by the way, even if they are leaning one way, they sure as hell aren't going to be telling five different OC candidates that come in the door what they're thinking. Because the four guys you don't get the job are going to go tell everyone else what the hell they're That's thinking. That's a good point. So you, this is going to be a very interesting cat and mouse game, even in these interviews. Would you make each of make them show what they would do for each? That's what I think... I think that's what was that Flus or Poles Pol- who said that. Poles said that, and that's yeah. very interesting, and I liked it a lot. How would you coach this guy? How would you coach that guy? How would, what would you do with this person? Yes, but it's also a fair question, and I encourage everybody in whatever job they have. When you are being interviewed for a job, you should also be asking 
your prospective employer questions too. And if I'm getting interviewed for the OC job, right. I want to know who the hell my quarterback's going right. to be. Like when and that becomes a very hard question for them to answer if they don't want to tell you. Right. right. Like when I got hired here, I was like, why do I have to work with Mark Carmen? Yeah. Right. And I, whereas I just embraced you from the start and, I, <laughs> and I've done my best to make you better. And Lord knows I should be patting myself on the back for how far you've come. So uh, you sound like Luke Getzey. Whenever you want to thank me, Keep. go ahead. No, I sound like Floose. And I did that. I did that. <laughs> All right, we, we definitely on the show need a standpoint and keep rolling. Yes, keep going. Um, Ryan Poles <laughs> says it was his decision um, to keep Matt Eberflus, but did say that they were all on the same page. Yeah, when he met with George and when he met with Kevin, he, he gave their he gave his opinion and they and they agreed. Um, I wrote down in my notes, and I'm not even really remembering off the top of my head what he said. Maybe you can recall it, but I wrote down bad answer on C.J. Stroud. Yes, I, I have the quote. So I, I, yeah, so his answer on C.J. was that the, he was asked about the evaluation of C.J., and he said, well, what we got for the number one pick. He, he doubled down on what but he that got. That was the second question. I didn't like that part of the answer either. Oh, that's fine. But well, he basically said, but what they got for the number one pick offset. I actually agree with that. You, I, I, I think you, you can't you, lose perspective of where they were a year ago compared to where they are now. It's a different situation. You would trade what they got for the number one pick if you for your for your quarterback. You you would. If you if you were told this dude just threw, threw for four thousand yards, he's gonna be the offensive rookie of the year. You as as great as DJ was and and as much value as Darnell Wright has, and and it was a great trade. I'm not trying to take anything. I know, away. but that's not what the Bears situation was last year. Is what I'm saying, right? So, so let me just was, say, I don't. There's a defense for what they. There's obviously a defense sure. for what they did last year. If it happened again this year, where they trade away the number one pick and Caleb Williams goes on to be a Hall of Famer, there's no defense for that, right? And unless Justin Fields does too. And I, but I also more so than any, than even what I just said. What bugged bug me about the answer, I would like to know. He, he could he he avoided being transparent. He didn't want to say like. You know, oh, I, that's what it was. The first time he got asked about it, he basically said, "Well, I'm not going to talk about other." Yeah, other teams' players, and he's like been. It's like, well, that's not the point. The point is, CJ Stroud turned out to be good. Right, you and weren't then blown that, away and by it, was, it. And it was Potsy, Mark yeah. Potash, that asked this. He, well, I think Biggs asked the first one. Potsy followed up the second time and got more out of it, right. which was good. Because he goes, well, how are we to trust your evaluation? Yeah. Potsy said, well, how are we to trust your evaluations of these quarterbacks if you didn't identify that C.J. Stroud was the guy? And he, like, do you regret not drafting C.J. Stroud? And he said, I don't think so at all. I think we did what was best for our team. Right, right. And I just would have enjoyed him saying like look man cj has impressed the hell out of me I, i'll be honest with you i did not think he was going to come in and light it up to this level this that, that dude uh and there are some things that i'm going to take away from my evaluation last year that perhaps i missed on as i apply it to what we're going to do this year either uh, with justin or without something along those lines he did not go there um all right Flus also saying he firing luke getsy was his decision do you oh. believe that I'm a apparently just terrible at this. Yeah, I believed him when he said that. Okay. I did. I'm not saying you don't. I'm not. I, no, well, I, I mean, maybe I should just stick to my guns and believe in my evaluations here. But I, I got to be honest, I'm wobbly at what to believe and what not to believe from these guys now. I think I, think I, I might have to defer to Hogue as, 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 as depressing as that is for me for press conference understanding here. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did believe him when he said that. And I was like, whoa, okay there, Floose. Big boy Floose. I made the decision. Ryan Pulse was also asked um, if Fields and Caleb 
putting Justin Fields and Caleb Williams to get, well, I guess, let me rephrase. He wasn't asked specifically about Caleb Williams, but the idea of putting a rookie quarterback with Justin Fields is a possibility. Um, and he, he basically said yes, but what I thought was the more interesting part of that answer was him admitting that he, he said, I've been thinking about millions of scenarios right. over and these last few months, which again, Carm, makes me think if you really in love with Justin Fields that much, you're not thinking of millions of scenarios at the quarterback position. You have your guy. Mm. Due diligence, Hogue. You, you, you got to yeah, think you about gotta, everything. You gotta, you, listen, there's no way that he can just legit think that we've got our guy. He had, He's in the unique, unique situation, which everyone's underlined eight zillion times. So he's thinking about it. But to that point, had he thrown for 4,000 yards like, and they're in the playoffs, that comment doesn't come out today. Of course not. Right. Well, I, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. Like, if, if, if you're the Dallas Cowboys right now, all right, or whatever, you, you, if, if the Cowboys had the number one overall pick, would they think about moving on from Dak? It's just different situations, man. Well, yeah, but but I'm just um, there's there's not a lot of teams in the NFL that would not at least consider moving on from somebody that you're not exactly. It's funny what, you just brought that up because I was actually just thinking about the Dolphins. Yeah, with Tua. Yeah, do are, are they yeah. considering it? I mean, Dak probably should be the MVP this year, even though he's not gonna be. If you right. actually look at his numbers, it's insane what okay, he did. Right, and then you're gonna have to pay him sixty million dollars a year. They're already paying him a lot. Right, so maybe maybe not. But like outside in my mind, like Patrick Mahomes, well, you're the, going to consider it. So then the other aspect of it was how he kind of admitted that he thinks, or not admitted, but acknowledged that he might take this decision all the way into April. Yeah. As opposed to trading the pick or the player before or around the combine like he did last year. He alluded to this may go all the way into April. So, and that's something I felt was that, he should wait until the night of the draft. Now I'm starting to think maybe a few weeks before the draft might be a healthier way to do this. I don't know. It just depends on is that for your sleep or is that yeah. like what do you mean by healthier? But here's for the thing: I, I would I would have to guess that if and I maybe he did say something like this last year. I'd have to go back and look at the press conference. But I'm guessing he would have given a similar answer at this time last year about that, and then things changed because Agreed. he showed up at the combine. And he basically put a for sale sign on the number one pick. Right. And then that got a lot of interest because the teams ideally would like to know what they have before they get into free agency. Yep. And I think that that applies this year if you're going to trade Justin Fields, too. Well, we can go back and listen to our interview at the Combine when we asked him, do you think this is going to be happening sometime soon? And basically, he did say, yes, I do. Yeah. And that was... He had he knew exactly that this thing wasn't going to drag out, yeah. which I the Duke here four ninety nine um, says Hogue, you're thinking like a reporter who wants transparency. You have to present yourself as uncommitted here. It's the right business move. I agree with you. What I'm saying though is, if they were fully committed to Justin, they really loved him as much as Carm was trying to put off the top of the show. I think this would be more like last year where I never believed they were going to move on from Justin. And that's not the situation. We're essentially in the same spot and I have two completely different feelings over it. Last year, I never bought the idea that they were going to trade Justin, nor did I think they should trade Justin. 
This year, what no matter what I think they should do, I think that's the road they're headed down. Well, they, he, he, you got your year. You got your third year. To and we all said back in the summer, you have to know your answer on Justin Fields by the end of the season. Do we know our answer on Justin Fields? Carm, do we know our answer on I, Justin? Fields? I think we do. And what's that? The I'm the answer is that he's fine, but I have a chance so to no, be. So no, we have fired. a lot. out. He's uh, you. So could, that's your answer. You could, but I'm going to choose somebody who's better. That's how. That's the answer. And I think that's. No. But. And I said uh, earlier, and I said last week or whatever, at least I thought it last week, that they, this is what they're going to do. They're going to draft Caleb. Yeah. But he got me today. If I'm a team that wants, if they wants Justin, I got to think about up in my offer today after listening to that press conference. Well, and that's to Duke's point. That's a good job. I guess yeah. what my point was, I'm not buying that love. Yeah, and I, and I did. Yeah. I, I bought it. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, Carm Storm in an extra you, first round pick. Yeah, I, you got me, buddy. Right. You got me, Ry Ry. As, I fi- as I'm going to say a lot this offseason, find the sucker. Apparently it's me well, today. So here's the other aspect too of it. <laughs> it was, One thing that I can take from all this to understand for sure, I feel like, is he said, you know, evaluate the quarterbacks. I believe Justin Fields can lead, but I also want to consider trade backs and and seeing, you know, the best value I can get for that. Well, then that equals they're not drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody asked about Marvin Harrison Jr. He's obviously not going to start answering. But, like, if you're trading it back, you're not getting him. I guess you could trade back to two or three potentially and still get him. But if you're going to keep fields and trade it back, you're going to try to get as much value as you can out of that pick, which in my mind would probably push you out of that range. Like, it's either – Draft Caleb or trade it back for a haul. Those are the only two logical moves you can make to set up the future of your franchise. Drafting Marvin Harrison you, you, Jr. You know what you need this offseason to keep your mind from wandering to too many different options? Well, I'm just saying. You need Empire. You do. I do need Empire. Because Empire narrows down the focus. Uh-huh. They I do you, need Empire. They don't want to overwhelm you with too many choices. I could like what happens with you in the draft. I could go to Empire we're having five carb- seconds. We're having a conversation about something, and then your mind wanders to some draft well, scenario. I could go to Empire, get a yeah. roll of carpet, roll you two up in it, and throw you in Lake Michigan. <laughs> you could. It seems like a waste of money. I would just grab like an old. I carpet. mean, they're giving him three hundred fifty dollars off using the code CHGO. That's true, but that's only on new floors. So I don't know how oh, you're gonna roll right. me up in a floor. Oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> hey, with Empire today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring they have copycats of course because of that and uh but the reality is empire cannot be beaten on quality service speed so those competitors they advertise low quality products empire simply won't carry because empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs uh empire's philosophy is to help you find what you need not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes rags What they leave out of their selection is as important as what they put in. Empire's product team exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples each year to find the perfect quarterback for you and the perfect styles. Uh, Their virtual floor designer is a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture. Instantly see how new floors 
will look in your room. And they pride themselves on their convenient shop at home service as well. They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what their new floors will look like in their home's lighting and decor so they can make an informed decision. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. If you're thinking about going to the Bulls game tonight to get your mind off of everything that has happened with the Bears today, you can get an upper-level seat all-in pricing for 35 bucks. How can you do that? You can do it with game time tickets. You don't have to worry, or you at least shouldn't have to worry, about buying tickets for your next big, amazing event like Bulls, Rockets, damn it. We can get to 18 wins tonight. Can't wait for Peck and Big Dave and all of them to have some fun tonight. You get killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat as we're showing you right now if you're watching on the YouTube, which we love that you do. Best price guarantee, game time taking the guesswork out of buying tickets. This is what you do. Download the game time app. Do it right now if you haven't done it already. Create an account. Use the code CHGO, and you get $20 off your first purchase. So... In essence, you buy the all-in price at $35. you are going to the game tonight for 15 bucks. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code CHGO. $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. All right. Um, let's get to a couple super chats here. I know the Duke has some more, but whatever you Duke want to do. Duke busts out of 50. Uh, the Duke, $50. This exactly. earlier. I don't know. This oh. is about Carm. It's a brilliant take by the Duke. A good take. You never make a decision until you have to. Why would you decrease number one pick value by committing to Justin Fields now? That said, they are definitely rolling with Justin and trading back. I'm sure no one reads it differently. Wink, <laughs> wink. Um, what else? Resolute 8123, $10. All I hear in my head is Bragg's rant about how right it would be to get Harbaugh how easy it should be, and we keep a coach who's 0-4 versus Green Bay while the floor is 10-0. and Yes, we did, and yes, we are, because they love the culture and they love Matt Eberflus. Andy Young, 499, everyone is so cynical over something none of us have control over. If anyone here thinks they can fix things overnight then apply for a job at house. <laughs> well, it is interesting that you said that because Kevin Warren is very much leaning on let's build some consistency here. Let's not be the team that just, you know, jumps ship immediately. He underlined that, so he believes in what you're talking about, Andy. Next up is... Also, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I feel like there's a lot of things I could fix at house. I'd hire Hug right now. Quinn Anderson, $5. <laughs> to be honest, I actually feel a little bit better about next season, knowing Poles is going to be, quote, very close on the search for new coordinators. All right, Quinn. <laughs> well, glad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I would hope he would be. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like they're basically going to do that together. Keith Chow, 999. Poles isn't going to give away. They're keeping Justin Fields before he can fleece some other team for a massive haul. If they extend him now, doesn't the value of the pick drop? Uh, that is true, Keith. He oh. is playing the poker. I think we're all on the same page here. I don't know how this got confusing. We're all on the same page that, that Poles wasn't going to give anything away today. I think that's why I immediately objected to the idea of Carm's takeaway was they love Fields. Like, I think he did a really good job of playing both sides. I, the reason why I'm going down there, and he did do a great job of playing both sides, and maybe I got a little bit over my skis on how much they love pole, uh, love fields, but, like, 
there is a cultural thing that they're talking about a lot. Yeah. They really love an integrity and all these things. And also like, you know, DJ came out of his meetings. Like he's like, he he basically felt pretty damn confident that Justin's going to be here. And I, I don't know, man. It seems to me like they're they're really proud of what's going on in that room, and I think I think I think in a, I'll I'll say this: in an ideal world, if they if he could push a button whether to make it right with Justin, he would definitely do it. I'll say, without any without any doubt. I think whatsoever. we all would. Yeah, yes. exactly. Literally everybody in this city would. Ex- exactly, and I think nobody that, here hates Justin Fields. I, exactly, and everybody I everybody wants Justin. Right. If Fields you were to, to guarantee any of the quarterbacks they were going to pick were going to work out, yeah. you'd pick Justin it, Fields. It, exactly, and I and I think that I do think there is a large part of them right now that would like to lean into, can we do this with Justin and let's get all the value and all of it. I I. I, I I think that's what's being lost in a lot of this conversation. Which I, did, I didn't think that. I mean, I knew that, but I didn't. It like, just feels more like, like anybody who has the wherewithal to just be like, they can play better quarterback gets labeled as a Fields hater. And like, is there anyone who really hates Justin Fields? No, no, we no, like. No, like of I'm not, not just talking about here. I'm talking about like really anywhere. Everybody wants Justin Fields to succeed. He's everything you want in your franchise quarterback. JQM USMC in the chat. I disagree. Hogan brags they are practically saying F fields. <laughs> See, but that that's exactly my point. People just like, hear what they want to hear, man. I'm, yeah, I know. There's it's no, like, and, and I'm, you I'm, can't stop it. I'm sorry you guys can't see that he doesn't get rid of the ball fast enough. You why do you hate him? You I, just, I know. I just I just hate him. You, they, they, I'm, I'm back in with. They, they got me, man. I, 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 I was back. Yeah, I, I am more. I am more. Just off the number one jersey. I am more, uh, in the middle now. Of what's going to happen than I than I was earlier this morning? That's all. I'm, that's that's okay. what happened to me in that press conference. I am. I'm more in the middle. Uh, Sean Ward, five dollars. Any chance that Poles is playing games and still fires Fluce? Is this a way to circumvent the Rooney rule because he already knows who he wants? Um, no and no. But an interesting thought. Dare to dream. Nathan Martinez, five dollars. I'm a Justin Fields guy, but I'd be lying if I said a new OC being paired with Caleb Williams didn't sound better than with Justin at this point. Which is another thing. I don't think that can be. Lost over enough. I mean, they did fire. They fired not only the offense coordinator today, but also the quarterbacks coach. So they're going to reteach Justin everything again. Well, that and, and let's read between the lines even further. People are banging down the door. The phones are blowing up. I don't think they're blowing up to coach Justin. I think maybe the world is making a very educated bet that they're going to have the number one quarterback there with a good defense and get to live in Chicago. And now, we're, by the way, the best thing about that press conference, Kevin Warren loves the city. He loves the arts. He loves the white <laughs> front. Stay on task. Yes. Stay on task. We're going to get too excited. I cannot believe, though, that it took 42 it took, I, minutes for you to – I thought you me were going to get in there 40 seconds. I thought seconds. he was going yeah, to start the show with Unbelievable. It. I love you, Kevin. You're my guy. My guy, uh, Eric Harshbarger, two dollars. Who's worse in fourth quarter, Fields or Fluce? I choose death. That's not great. Uh, Zach Ferguson, five dollars. Jumped on late, but polls definitely slip with the four guys comment. I'm still confused by that. I I didn't when he said it. I was like, what? And then people on Twitter were running with it. Carmi V had a great tweet about it. I I don't. 
I, I really don't know what he was referring to. Quarterbacks? Yeah, she, she said, Carmi V said, this was interesting to me. Asked about how the QB question affects the hiring of the OC. Poll says he views it as a good thing, as we mentioned earlier. Talked about how that can speak to a coach's ability to, do, to adapt to his players and what they would do with, quote, unquote, with all four of these guys. Sounds like a plan laid out for multiple QB options will be part of the OC interview process. And then she added, he also said, I think it actually makes it pretty dynamic. So if it was a fraudulent slip. A what? What was that? A fraudulent. Fraudulent. A fraudulent? Freudian? There you go. Oh, there you go. There you Freudian go. Freudian slip. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. Um, <laughs> Don't blame it on the day. Well, I always have a stroke. Halfway through saying half the things I say on here. Anyway, um, <laughs> just roll with it. Freudian slip, if it was, to me, I interpret it as Justin, uh, Caleb, Drake, and Bajent because Bajent's on the roster. Okay. Just like out of respect. I'm not saying he's thinking yeah. about him as an option, but like how you would uh, coach uh, all four. Decent of these point guys. here from Football CF Candy $2 or two uh, pounds sterling. Notice how he didn't say he had to be blown away. Because last year, that's how the table was set. Yeah. Well, and he said that. We like Justin. We have to be blown away to get off of Justin. And he that's, said. I guess that's my point where it didn't feel the same this year as it felt last year. And he said, but in the Ian Rappaport report, um, when Justin came back from injury, that was part of that report was that if they were to draft a quarterback, he'd have to be blown away. Yes. So he didn't say it today, but he, he did say it, say it six, seven yeah. weeks ago. Slight left turn. What's Freud's first name? Sigmund. Very good. Siegfried. No, you got it. You <laughs> good work. <laughs> that was a good job by you. I'll be honest. I, would, I, I blanked. I would, I would have bet against him, but he busted a Sigmund. That's my brags. Keep going, Hogalicious. Uh, well, do we have Nick? Let's bring in Nick. Nicholas Moriano was at Alice Hall for these press conferences that lasted 90 minutes today. Um, I asked Nick before he, you know, when the press conference was over to, to come in here with his, his top takeaways, whatever really stood out to him for being in that room. So, Nick, uh, what's number one on your list? Yeah, guys, it's not really in any particular order, but really when you hear what they wanted, the Bears in an OC, like the, the term adjust or adaptability came up so much throughout the entire press conference and they just weren't getting the growth and development that they obviously needed to see out of Luke Getze and the current, the, the past um, offensive coaching staff that was here. So that's going to be a focal point going into this new process of finding somebody that one can either adapt to maybe a Justin Fields skill set or whatever rookie that the Bears decide to go and select. So that's going to be, you know, criteria number one for an offensive coordinator, regardless of what who's the quarterback. You better be able to adjust and adapt to that player's skill set. And, you know, it's fascinating to hear Ryan Poles, like he was asked the question, do you need to have some clarity on the quarterback before finding these OCs? And he's like, not really, because you can hear the different ways these offensive coordinators can adjust to whatever quarterback may be in place here. So he kind of finds it more intriguing that these offensive coordinator candidates need to come up with scenarios of how they would adjust to whatever quarterback. So he's looking at more from a positive direction than maybe a more complicated one, which I think uh, is fair in itself. Um, I also took note as like Chicago's a destination that people want to, you know, come to. You heard it from 
Ryan Poles. You heard it from Matt Eberflus. You heard it from obviously Karen, Kevin Warren. And, you know, there was obviously there's still uncertainty. Um, you know, if you go into this 2024 season, it doesn't play out right. What's the uncertainty with Matt Eberflus? The, it was Matt Eberflus who pointed that this town on the roster where the team is going, Kevin Warren mentioned the stadium that they're trying to build here. Those are all pluses to want to be a part of the Chicago organization and why people want to go here instead of look at it as a more of an uncertainty. There's more pluses that you look at to this roster and all the cap space that they have, the ascending young players that they continue to, you know, draft and develop here. So I think that when you hear those things, obviously we were talking about it a couple of hours ago, like maybe this can also be a job that's a little scary to come to. The Bears right now and their upper brass are looking at more from that positive angle, which makes a lot of sense. Then you look at uh, Justin Fields is obviously brought up a lot. And uh, Kevin or Ryan Poles mentioned right in his opening statement there that he thinks that Justin got better. And he said that I think he can lead this team. He also did say later on that he wants to see him improve in those two-minute drives at the end of the games. But he's in a unique situation, you guys. Still having that number one overall pick is going to leave no stone unturned and still the criteria. Need to be blown away. And I think Mark Potash asked the question, what is your criteria for being blown away? And C.J. Stroud was brought up a lot in terms of, you know, what he was capable of doing, what he did ultimately this season. And, you know, Poles was kind of saying a different scenario, different situation, but it's not just going to be the play on the field, which is obviously very important, but it's the makeup of the person. And that's no different from what Ryan Poles has said ever since he got here. What the, the person off the field, who they interact with, who that person ultimately is, is going to have, I think, you know, equal weight to what that person's also capable of doing on a football field. So still looking up, the, looking at the makeup of the person and how they can, um, you know, come into this locker room that is tight knit and be a compliment to it instead of maybe, you know, an off the field issue like maybe Chase Claypool was. So that's obviously one of the, the key components as you're weighing all their options that they have right now, you guys. And then the last note I have on here is just continuity. Continuity is brought up uh, being such an important focal point for the Bears organization. And, you know, Kevin Warren brought up, you know, Dick Vermeil and, you know, that time that he had is why you don't want to, you don't want to quickly, you don't want to turn around something too quickly. And he mentioned first season, the Rams go five and 11, then they're four and 12. And then that third season, 16 and three and win, win a Super Bowl. So that's why they felt like the continuity to keep Matt Eberflus, keep most of this, or all the defensive coaches in place. You have a couple of the offensive uh, coaches that are still here as well. But you want to keep that continuity because there are. Kevin Warren has seen these turnarounds happen and I don't remember exactly what position he had with the Rams but he valued that a lot when he was thinking about you know what's the best and right move for this team moving forward so that's ultimately um, you know obviously what the Bears went with but yeah you you mentioned it Adam 90 minutes of Prescott which it Again, it kind of some of it goes over your head, but just kind of reading back through the transfers, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a there's a key point there, but a lot to still go over and look through from what Eberflus, Poles, and Warren had to say. So the the million dollar question that's going to be argued for months until we get to the combine and have a new conversation is like, well, what did what was your takeaway then, Nick, when you heard all the comments from Eberflus and Poles? Did it feel more like to you that they're going to trade Fields or keep him? 
you know, I think there was points in the press conference where I'm like, oh, yeah, he's gone. Oh, no, wait, now you're pulling me back. Now he might be staying. So, right, I mean, look, I just hit on the continuity. You hear Ryan Pohl say he got better. He can lead this team, but he's not going to leave any stone unturned. Right now, what's today is the 10th of January. I'm leaning towards Fields still being on this team. But again, it's still super early. And look, I haven't done my big re- my watches of most of these top end quarterbacks. But you know, I think they do value that continuity, not wanting to turn over things too quickly. And they've seen what Justin Fields, I think, is capable of. And he, like I said earlier, they want to see him do better in those two minute drills. But would he be better be better suited in those situations if he had a more competent play caller with an offensive staff that cares to his ability? So, Greg, right now. That's where I'm leaning, but ask me in a week from now. We can see how that, that opinion might be changing. All right, Nick. Um, well, we're a little short on time, so we're going to let you go. I know you got a lot of work to do anyway, writing and stuff for allcsgo.com. So um, thank you for jumping on with us, though. And um, everyone should be following Nick at Nicholas Moriano and then read everything at allcsgo.com. He's working hard today to get everything uh, in from Hallis. So uh, thanks, Nick. All right, you guys. There he is, Nicholas Moriano from Hallis um, with his top takeaways from those press conferences. It's getting easier for business to switch to electric vehicles, Gregory. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. Shout out to our friends at ComEd. And I know, Greg, that Mm -hmm. you are excited about this as well. That's right. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. What should business owners do, Gregory? Go to ComEd.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today. Today to switch to electric vehicles good for business good for the planet good for all of us go to comed.com slash clean did you really just say comed.com slash clean i said it go now and see how electric uh, going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come and uh, make sure you are up to speed on everything going on at our favorite health club and that's midtown uh, with their four Chicagoland locations, Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, and Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. Um, of course, if you are interested in the Midtown Palatine location, they have launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the cl- club which uh, will be complete very soon. Midtown is offering no initiation fees this January in Bannockburn, in Palatine, and Willowbrook. Um, they have something for you, no matter really who you are. If you're single, you got families, you got kids, uh, if you're just looking to make some lifestyle changes in the new year, Midtown has you covered. Um, there's a bunch of classes over there. I love to take the Apex class, get you a little action on the treadmill for cardio and on the floor with strength exercises as well. Flies by 45 minutes, gets gets outstanding workout. Uh, in fact, I got robbed for my Apex class today because we had to come in and, you know, work. Ouch. Yeah. So Good. I'll have to make it up. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow we'll get in there. Um, I like to go to the Bannockburn location, and uh, it's perfect and convenient for me. 
getting from where I live down here into our studio. They have awesome locker rooms, amazing outdoor and indoor pools and hot tubs. Uh, their fitness studios are outstanding. Um, their yoga classes, Carm is doing his tree oh, pose so good. all the time. Uh, and, of course, they have the best tennis courts and programming in the sport. Midtown is indoor and outdoor tennis, pickleball, and paddle tennis, USTA, professional quality all the way. Head over to midtown.com slash CHGO. Again, that's midtown.com slash CHGO to find out more and to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. Whew. All right. Um, uh, let's, let's – we can briefly touch on Kevin Warren, but I think we should – table a lot of that discussion to tomorrow's show don't worry we're gonna have a lot more tomorrow um i want to get a little bit more into some of these candidates i'll spend some time tonight looking into that uh, a little bit more and then um i do want to break down some of this kevin warren stuff but just a couple notes from kevin warren's press conference he said it bothered him to his soul that they aren't in the playoffs right now not sleeping he said he didn't sleep this week yeah even though he knew they weren't going to the playoffs. I didn't sleep either. You should have called him. You two had dinner together. You should have called him late night. Yeah, he could have like a 4 a.m. convo. It's it's on you. He could have called me. He could have been in our spaces. You know, instead of laying in his bed (laughs) in silence for 30 minutes when he wakes up at 4.30 in the morning without an alarm clock, he should call you every morning. He should. You guys are so similar. You both do everything the right way. He worked concrete. I worked... Still a lot of big stadium talk vowing to build the most progressive, smartly priced, on-time, and under-budget stadium in the entire National Football League. I will tell you this. If he manages to do that in this city, build him 800 statues. There's no chance that that's how that all unfolds. I mean, when I listen to the guy, I'm like, no, you're going to build the greatest stadium of all time, and you're going to win us seven Super Bowls. That's the level of confidence I tend to have in Kevin Warren. Um, he got asked a couple questions. We could dive into more of this tomorrow about some of the holdups with the districts in Arlington Heights. And um, my takeaway from that was they haven't talked recently. He was kind of like, yeah, we owe them a phone call, was essentially what he was saying. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Um, and there is one thing. You know, and this is why I know Carm loves Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren loves himself some Chicago. He does. I mean, it is being underlined left yeah. and right. Yeah. This dude is like, I yeah. mean, it, it basically like like last night when I was driving back through, I came I came down Roosevelt Road at about 11 o'clock at night. There was fire trucks and ambulances. Something probably terrible had happened, but then the L was going by and the lake was right over there. I'm like, how beautiful is this? This Great is so city. beautiful. I grew up in the city. Come I on. I love it. I love it. I'm with... I'm with uh, Kevin Warren. Now, that being said, if I was in a big stare down with Arlington Heights right now, I would sing the praises of Chicago every day I woke up. Well, he, he at the end of it, he was like, and Chicagoland. He just threw it in yeah. there. Oh, he said Arlington Heights. But I, I believe him on that one, too. I think he don't. wants to be in Chicago. Yeah. I, I think he does. I know. And why know. wouldn't you? I love Chicago, too. If they can build that stadium in Chicago, I pick Chicago. I just do not believe that they can build the most progressive, smartly priced, on-time, and under-budget stadium in the entire National Football League in the premises of Chicago. I don't think that that's possible. Okay, you're selling Kevin Warren short. He'll get it done. Okay. That's what I'm saying. If he gets it done, 800 statues. Remember, like, when they did the cow thing in the city where there was, like, all those cows? There should just be 800 Kevin Warrens everywhere. That's a good idea. One at O'Hare, one at Midway, one on Michigan Avenue, one at the Bean. One here in CHGO. 
I mean, if Kevin Warren has his way, he's going to build that stadium in Chicago, and Matt Eberflus will still be the coach, and Ryan Poles will still be the GM. We might even still have Justin Fields at that point. Takes three years to build it. And guess what? Everybody would sign up for that. We would. Because it would probably mean Super Bowls. Maybe they win a Super Bowl in their brand new stadium. Can you imagine the day when the Flus is walking off with the slicked back hair and he goes to the field and he just starts pointing at everybody? We did it because of you. We did it because of you. You, 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 and you. <laughs> like Blues Brothers all of a sudden. Yeah. I was going to say. All right, um, we'll get to these super chats and then close things out. Want to make sure you know about Circa, though. It's type money line splits, low hole model, games that strive to be minus 110 split on the Circa sports menu. Unlike other sports books, they may charge you minus 115, minus 120 splits. What does that mean? It means that those sports books are taking more of your money. That's not what Circa does. They keep as little money as possible on large market bets like futures and golf tournaments, especially compared to other books. They have high app limits. They are transparent. They do not limit players based on their winnings. And they want you to download and explore all sports betting apps available. You can compare the lines yourselves. You will see that Circa is giving you the best value. And they also have the uh, real people behind the Circa Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use chatbots. Download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusportscom slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Text G-A-M-B to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Can I ask one question before we go? Just for I don't know. You're the one who has to go. I'm on, uh, I'll sit here all night. Hope <laughs> did did uh, Bulls pre at six thirty. Everyone should stick around for that. Bragg's uh, is producing. Certain, yeah, Greg Bragg's. What's your producing. record producing? I, literally, Bulls game. I thought Bulls pre was at five thirty about fifteen minutes ago. That's pretty Wait, dumb I of you. Off for a minute. Way to be on your game. Okay, is uh, it, we have a lot going on. We today. do. You're the greatest. I, you're the amount of work you put in here is insane. You're the you're I if if, if it was up to me, I'd consider like I don't know getting your own cubicle around here. But so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did the Bears win the day? Do they win the press conference? That's a, Matt that's Peck. a loud Peck no says Matt no. Peck. Matt Peck, no. Did, was it, did they, <laughs> he's ready to throw a hat Okay, already. so, hey, Peck, one, one to ten, then how bad did they lose? At ten, they just lost it miserably. Ten? ten. ten. I don't know. Ten. Okay, well, that's, okay. A, that's just a take. That's not the press conference. I don't know. But okay. We saw ten. That was three years ago. That was. They didn't lose it at ten. Today as was great like a, as Peck's opinions are. Today was like a solid Bears five. Well, that's what's funny about the fans. Like, this morning when they kept Flus, everyone's like, damn you. And then they come to the presser, and everyone thinks they're keeping fields. They're like, hell yeah. <laughs> Cody, how bad one to ten? Ten's the, they lost it miserably. Another oh, ten. Yeah, two tens. Another ten. <laughs> Well, that part... Time is a flat circle. That part hey, I agree with. We are in the circle. That, w- that was... Listen, I've seen 10. That was not 10. I'm sorry. They, they, they did... I, I would put it at a five. I, I mean, Kevin Warren would have sat there for three more hours. I think he is still sitting there. <laughs> he's, still, he's doing his own press conference on his way home to downtown Chicago. Potsy just asked him a three-minute question, and he's about to ask it. Answer it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The Duke... 
Um, five dollars. We're going from the top here, so these are I don't know where they were in the timeline of our show. Okay, we'll we roll them. We'll roll through. Roll them, um, guys. Help me out. We'll 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 each. You go, Carm. We'll read them. No, no, no. no I, go. I, I got six Seriously, minutes. Seriously. Go. Here, we go. here. Four ninety nine from the Duke. Notice how Paul <laughs> said literally. I hate. Shut up. I hate to. I like being here. I hate to. FOMO. I hate to use the same. Yes, same phrase as last year. But I need to be blown away. Talking about taking a QB at one overall. Okay. Okay. So he did say that. I don't remember him saying that, but that, okay, what, I'm going to trust the Duke. Regardless. Yeah. Guys, there was a 90-minute press conference. We started the show the second it ended, okay? We're, we're going to go back. We'll review everything. We have another show tomorrow at noon. And by the way, no decision on Justin Fields will be made in the next 18 hours. I mean. Robert Friel already made the decision. What right? did Friel do? They're keeping fields. Okay. Four ninety nine from Trent for Thompson. Robert for as Brown. much as the Bears continue to piss me off, thank you for being my Bears therapy. Thank you, Trent, for supporting us in your Bears therapy. And uh, I was going to yes. say, Trent, you're our therapy. Yeah. yeah. Nineteen ninety nine from the Duke. You guys are crazy. You think CJ would be what he is without our former OC? No DJ. No Darnell Wright. I have a bridge. I'd I'd, I'd love to sell you. The position you put a QB in has everything to do with their development. Duke. He's throwing a tank, Dell. He didn't walk into. The San Francisco 49ers. He walked in the Houston Texans, who were one of the worst teams in football last year. You got to give the guy some credit. But he does seem to have pretty good coaching there. AJ Dahl, $5. Polls has to make it look like we're using the pick. It raises the value of the pick. Okay. We, uh, all of us here agree with that. Yep. Uh, we we lived it last year. We all said it last year. We all agree with it. The Duke, $5. So your issue is that he may have fooled you. Got it, Hogue. I don't know what that's in reference to, but Duke, just know this. I love you very much. To the end of the earth, Duke. Yes, we, we appreciate your support. T-Fly shot at Long Beach, $5. Terry Bradshaw started his illustrious career 9-29. Kevin Warren stated things take time. He's not trading fields. Keyword, core. The QB starts the core. All right. In general, I do. I, I agree with that. Let, 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 let's thing give guys time let it play out don't 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 you don't need to leap ahead but this is an interesting thing with the number one keep going steven ten dollars to me today means they blamed getsy for fields lack of clarity they could fill the roster this year and get a qb next year if fields slash bajan for car doesn't greatly improve under a different oc bajan wasn't talked about enough today it's a good point. <laughs> patrick clemens five dollar super chat i do not see with all the buzz what all the I do not see what all the buzz is on Caleb Williams. On paper, he is nothing special. And among the top six QBs, he has the worst grades under pressure. Patrick, you need to watch again. I don't also what on paper he's like I think he had thirty touchdowns to six interceptions or like the, Patrick. Paper's good. So is the video. So is the video. <laughs> Come on, Patrick. Mar- Marlon Harris, nine ninety nine. The OC hired may top the hand, tip the hand on who is the QB going forward, like a Greg Roman. It may, Marlon. You're right. It, it absolutely may. Thanks for the, thanks for their support. Brian Jenkins, five bucks. What's up, Brian Hogue? Get off of Kayla Williams, nutsack. He's not the answer. <laughs> Hashtag. CW is the next NFL bust. Okay. Thank you, okay. Brian. Yep. Off, off the nutsack we go. Nathan, Nathan Granty. Wait, hang on. Uh, we had, uh, last year we had 42 touchdowns and five interceptions, 4,500 yards that in does, college football. Doesn't look good on paper. 30 touchdowns, five interceptions this year, 3,600 yards. 
but his rating was actually higher. Bad on paper. Uh, Nathan, Buffalo was in the same <laughs> position in 2017 perennial division punching bag. Retain their defensive head coach. Got a new unknown OC to pair with rookie Josh Allen that can work. Have faith. All right, Nathan, I like that optimism. Appreciate you. Duke, 1999, you said your issue is with he didn't say in his press conference that he's going to stay staying with Fields. That's he's not announcing his extension today. Then you pivot. I don't believe it. Sorry, but can't let you off the hook here, Hogue. All right, you guys need to have dinner. Apparently. That's, that's yeah. official. I would just like to clarify. My point was that if this was a clear-cut decision because Fields has been so great, this wouldn't even be a conversation. They'd be, having, they'd be working on a contract extension with Justin Fields, but that's clearly not where they're at. You didn't even want to commit to a fifth-year extension today. Okay, can we all just admit that there's two options on the table? Like, that's my point. Yes, and Hogan Duke need to have dinner next, okay. please. Super chat. five-hour dinner? Miguel G. <laughs> this is what we were talking about, how nobody hates Justin Fields, and I love this one. The refs hate Fields for sure, 499. That's Miguel. a great point. Good point, Super Miguel. chat of the show right there. When I said nobody hates Justin Fields, you are right. The refs hate Justin Fields. Good one, Miguel. Good point. N- Kenny B, 1999. If polls use Marvin Harrison Jr. as a generational future Hall of Fame wide receiver while getting a future first-round picks, that's more valuable than falling all the way in the back of the first round. Wide receiver is a premium position. All right, Kenny B. One to two. Draft him. Get a first-round draft pick next year. I'm on board. Zeke TV, $5 super chat. Bears are building forward, not backwards. Have patience. Poles is a master at work. Watch him work. Everybody's going to feel different. JF1, DJ, M. Marvin Harrison Jr., left tackle center. Next. Thanks, Zeke. King Rodney, 499. If the Bears suck and Flus gets fired next season... Would it be smarter to promote someone than bring in a whole new staff? Let's not go there right now, King Rodney. Please, please, for the love of it. <laughs> too soon, and, too soon. And if we're uh, there next year, I'm, I'm, that would be I'm going to be throwing a lot more than just hats. $1.99 from Andy Young. I would hire Hogue as well. Cheer up. All it is is just football. We're cheery. Andy, thank I'm, you. I'm in a great mood. Yeah. Cordell Bryant, four ninety nine. Did Caleb or Marvin Harrison Jr. even declare yet? By the way, Ken Dorsey for QB coach. They're coming out, man. Come on, Cornell. It is interesting that it hasn't been official. Quasar, a.k.a. the Q. Josh Allen's release is so much quicker than Justin's, but the Bills have more talent. Sweat, Johnson, Moore, and Edwards improve the Bills. Trade down. Did you guys follow that? Because I'm having a hard time following Quasar, the Q daddy. Josh Allen's really sore. I, I got nothing. We Sorry. love you, Quasar. Yeah. Crystal! 499. Yes, I'm Team Car, but I agree with Carm. They got me too. It sounds like Fields is here and love the Chicago and Stadium Ducks. Hashtag stay in Chicago. Crystal, we're on the same wavelength because we're brilliant people and, you know, hey, you can get us. All right. Bond you pod. guys can have the rest. Yeah, get out of here. Jeez Louise. Later. You didn't have to read all those. Just leave. Bond Pod 499 as Carm heads to the Northwestern Wildcats game. If you're there, say hi to him or. Is throw, that why he just left? Is throw Northwestern basketball? Is that for real? Bond Pod four ninety nine. Oh, yes, he's got to do the halftime show on WGN. Oh. And he's going to be game already started. Oh, and the game already started. Okay. He's going to be late. There's a chance he's going to be late anyway. Bond Pod. So listen to WGN. <laughs> Bond Pod four ninety nine. I don't know about you, but shipping off QB one after incessantly preaching continuity and patience would feel a bit backwards. Yes, sir. All right, Duke, back at you. Ha, Nick was paying attention. 
He said, once again, I need to be blown away. He did say I need to be blown away at some point when answering about evaluating the quarterbacks coming out. We were saying earlier that that wasn't said, but it, it was said. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re-listen to it tonight. While you're not sleeping? Yeah, I won't sleep tonight. So Why should I? Tanya, Bo- Tanya Bus? Bussy. Tanya Bussy. Like Bussy Woods. Yeah. 999 Super Chat. Sorry, but you guys all do seem in favor of getting rid of fields and taking precious Caleb. Williams is a prima donna, and his locker room at USC did not like him. I, I mean, I think all you need to know about that one is that it's spelled pre, P-R-E, dash, Madonna, like the the star. Yeah. that's That pretty much tells you all about, you need to know about that. Super Chat. Here we go. Yeah. 40-inch Ditka. Ryan Poles is your daddy. Surprised he didn't do the eggplant emoji. I'm disappointed in you. Uh, um, Thomas just gave us a super chat. Thank you, Thomas. Thomas, Thomas. Kowalski, appreciate Luis, it. Luis, $2 brags. <laughs> going to give you hell again. You guys, you guys just can't be pleased. You yeah. got mad at me about flip-flopping. I told you what I think they're going to do now. Now you're mad at me about that. I don't root against Fields. If they choose to keep Justin Fields... I'm not going to complain about it. I think they're going to be a good team next year, no matter who the quarterback is. You guys have constantly asked me, pick a side. I'm telling you, I believe they're going to draft Caleb Williams. So quit crying about it. And if you guys in the chat think they're going to keep fields, I respect your opinion. That's, I think, a healthy way of having a conversation. Quit yelling, everyone. Here was Thomas. Long offseason. Thomas. Kalonsky again, four ninety nine super chat. I think that if Poles is in love with both Williams' character and his tape, he drafts him no question. If he doesn't, he's keeping Fields. There you go, Thomas. Thomas, thank you. That's exactly That's what is going saying. to happen. It's and I will be the first person that if the, anything comes out on Caleb Williams that shows he's not the best fit in the locker room, then I then I I have the right to pivot. So they're keeping fields. Right. Because guess what? It's January 10th. They haven't even had these conversations yet with Caleb Williams. Like, it's all part of this process that plays out over right. the next four months. There's a lot of time. People are also allowed to change their opinions. Um, no way, Palencia? Sure. No? Yep. Maybe just no. $5. The problem with Caleb will be his personality, to be honest. I truly believe Fields has a tougher mentality. Caleb Seems like another Claypool. I just have to be honest, and I, I uh, that's the second Super Chat we got. I don't know where people are getting that from. How do we know that? Well, there was a video when they won their bowl game. But that's my point. Everyone's, defensive everyone's players trying to take these random videos and like... past the screen and saying, we got a team now. And a lot of people were like, see? Um, and I think even the quarterback that played that game said something along those lines too. So people took those quotes and said, see, they don't like Caleb. Caleb was also on the sidelines, you know, encouraging his team while he sat out the bowl game. Um, there were other players that had transferred out of there. I've heard reports that say that both USC and Oklahoma loved Caleb and the person he was. So again, Hearing what you want to hear, reading what you want to read, confirming your own biases. I'm not going to pretend like I don't, you know, have confirmation bias. We all have egos, even everyone in the chat. 
Everyone, you know, has their opinion. Everyone would prefer to be right than wrong. So I can acknowledge and I try to look at things on the other side of the coin. But that's what I would ask some of you guys too. Like when you have your opinion, try to look on the other side of the coin of it and and try to keep an open mind to both scenarios and know you won't be called a flip-flopper by me for it. And, and, and I would just say like instead of just reacting to some random viral videos videos like that that didn't even mention Caleb's name maybe you go pick up Teddy Greenstein's book where there's a whole chapter on Caleb Williams and how when he was 11 years old he didn't like that they lost a game and he cried and then because he cared that much about winning and he devoted himself from that moment on to change his diet and work hard to become a superstar quarterback which he did by working hard from that moment on all the way to the point that he got to Oklahoma where he knew Spencer Rattler was there and he knew he was going to have to compete with Spencer Rattler and he didn't back away from that challenge and he comes in and tur- completely turns around a game against Texas that they're getting killed in when Spencer Rattler was out there playing quarterback, he comes in, flips the whole game around, plays outstanding the rest of the season, transfers to USC, does nothing but good things there, takes a small dip this year in a few games. Otherwise, you still go look at everything. The tape's still pretty good overall. Um, I, I just, that to me, all of that is more evidence or more legitimate evidence than a few social media videos going around. I'm just saying. Do your homework if you really want to come at, come at anybody with that type of stuff. So, and also understand that no one here is out on Justin Fields. Right. No one said that. Right. We've said what we think they would do. And that both options can be very, very good. Which is another reminder. The Bears are in a really good place here. People don't like those answers. because it's know. just It's too easy. You got to pick a side. It's you don't very, need to pick a side, right? I mean, eventually, you do. When the, by, by the time we get to the draft, I mean Ryan Poles is going to have to make a move eventually, well, I, and that's yeah. why I have the season ended. I flip flopped. Me and Corey had some fun with it the last few weeks of Bears After Dark, but now the season is over. I am predicting they're going to draft Caleb Williams. I even said the final game of the season. I I tried to bet Hogan Carm five hundred dollars. Uh, that I believe that's that's how strongly I feel it's going to happen, but. Yeah, again, I'm not rooting against Justin Fields, so, you know, but people don't like that. People want you to pick a side. Don't hedge. Either you love or hate one side or the other, and that's kind of where we are in society in general, not just with sports. It's tribalism at its finest, and sports is tribalistic by nature, so I understand why people, you know, get emotionally charged like this, but Hey, where I sit now, I got to keep an open mind. I try to look at things. I've always tried to look at things on both sides of the coin. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's, it's a fun debate. The reason it's a good debate is because there's merit on both sides of the argument. I agree. And there's a lot more uh, conversation to come on all this. All right. Including tomorrow. We're going to be back. We have three quick supers. Oh, we got more supers. I'm sorry. Three more. Uh, Rashad Ross, $10. Doubt Fields is staying. Rob says $5. Some of us are not going to live to see that many more seasons. The Bears have to get it together. I want to silence my son who reminds me that the Bears are terrible. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Man, that sounds tough over there, Rob. Uh, Antonio, $5. These Caleb characters issues comments are weird. You can love Fields without making stuff up about this kid. The chat has been weird today. Not, That's not my just point. Today. That's my point. And it's one thing for it to be in the YouTube chat, but for it to like, 
actually be put out there is just, it makes me uncomfortable, to be honest. Because we don't know this kid. Yep. We really don't. And and there's a lot more time. Between. But that's the point of why it is when they talk today yeah. about his leadership or like the person when they're evaluating players coming on the draft, the person is just as important as the talent. It is vital with this decision because you're walking into a locker room that's already got the trust and respect from for Justin Fields. And if you're going to replace someone like that, you a got to be able to handle the the pressure of the fans and the media and and your expectations, but you also have to have the ability and the demeanor to earn your respect to your teammates in that locker room, who some will be looking at you with a side eye because they don't think that you should have been in here over fields. That, that's a very real thing, and Ryan's gonna have to find out, you know, just how, <clears throat> you know, the moxie of this guy, and if <clears throat> he doesn't think he can handle that, then then he won't draft him. It's that simple. Uh, and then Jimmy Tony five dollars. Another nugget: USC's director of football administration Ed Stewart was with Flus at Mizzou. Um, that is interesting. Well, and that's more sources right, of another nugget, you know. And, and so to me, that that stuff. That's why they've done their homework, guys. They've known they were going to have the number one pick for weeks now, if not longer. I mean, just from an odds-on standpoint, they already know a lot about who Caleb Williams is. They're going to continue through this process, but you know, that's encouraging. Like you said, to get a a fair assessment, you know, uh, with these people that are inside the building there, that's key. What's a sandwich. 21's $2 super chat. Keep flipping the first till Archie Manning. (laughs) Well, that's what somebody, somebody came at me on Twitter. Like, you don't, you hate on fields and you want Caleb Williams. And then I went to his timeline and he said, uh, Archie Manning's coming out in a year. I was like, well, then you hate on fields. You just want Archie Manning. Like, like it's how Arch. is that Archie's very old. Yeah, Arch. Yeah, it's Arch. So it's, yeah, it's, Arch Manning's the young okay one. And also, he's got, over he Arch- can't come out for two more years. Right. I was like, well, it's okay to fawn over Archie Manning, you know, who hasn't even played in college yet. Yeah. All right. Um, we will be back tomorrow, noon. Uh, more on the stuff that Kevin Warren had to say. We will be going back through and combing through 90 minutes of press conferences make sure we didn't miss anything make sure you know we, we've covered all the bases and then of course it's time to start talking about some of these offensive and by the way defensive coordinator candidates because both of the coordinator jobs are open right now but yes continuity all right speaking of continuity greg braggs is uh producing the chgo bulls pregame and postgame tonight uh, that's in half an hour so stick around everyone because you don't want to miss that. Bulls pre, 630. Um, and then post as well after that. Greg Braggs has you covered there. Bulls the Rockets. Bulls crew. What's that? Bulls Rockets. Yeah, we got Steven from Chicago Sky. He's going to be with Matt Peck. Nice. So. Cool. Get Steven, excited. Steven's a great basketball mind, so I'm excited to hear these guys. And Bulls are trying to climb to 500. 500 basketball. It's a baby steps. Baby well, steps. Get your stream ready. Bye. Y'all silly like the mayor.